Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, the big thing on the agenda tonight, my friends, is the debate last night, the presidential debate. Uh, I thought it was terrific. Uh, it proved a lot of things. Uh, I'm sure many of you watched them. Like 84 million people watched the debate. Uh, and I want to give you my thoughts. Uh, those of you who know me know I, I happen to be a liberal at heart. Not a liberal liberal, but I am to the left of center. Um uh, I consider myself a moderate who leans left of center. Some of you think I'm an extremist. No way. Uh, And I believe that the far right is killing this country. I believe the conservative Republicans, in order to win, have hurt this country in the last several major elections by promoting issues that really aren't that important. Be that as it may, here's what I saw last night. Without any question, Hillary Clinton won. I mean, I would give her a B, and I would give Trump a D minus, a D minus. Actually, the D minus is like the gentleman's C grade. Uh, But I can't give him a gentleman's C grade. That's too high. So I'll give him a gentleman's D minus, which means he really failed. I'm doing that in consideration for the effort he put into it. Let's say it that way. The only thing Trump was good about was trade, and that was all. Uh, He talked about things that I I thought were irrelevant, but he said Hillary didn't have stamina, and she couldn't hold up as president, and he knocked Hillary because of this. Well, as the debate progressed, you notice that (laughs) Trump (laughs) started slouching more and more and more, and his words got more and more garbled, and his thoughts process became more and more inconsistent she had the stamina he didn't Uh, he said hillary didn't have the strength it's the same thing again and she was as sharp and as stand up and as out there at the end of the debate an hour and a half later as she was at the beginning trump another half hour would have been on his knees okay he also said he has temperament This guy has got temperament. He's got a temper, not a temperament. Uh, It's a joke when he says that. He he said, and she doesn't have temperament. And this is where he was garbling things up, his thought process and everything. He was a big-time flop. I'm not saying this because I'm a Democrat. I'm saying this because I'm an American, and I worry about who's going to run my country. This guy is not the person. The Republicans made a mistake. He got the nomination. He beat several people who should have gotten the nomination. If this is what the people, half the people in America want, we are really in trouble. Think about it, my friends. Uh, He was incompetent last night. He was incompetent at his highest level. Now, I'm done knocking him tonight. I am knocking him. But the truth is the truth. And if you watch this debate last night, and you think contrary to what I'm saying, then something's wrong with you. You're just not having an open mind. You are blind to what is happening in this election. Enough said. We shall now go on to something that 
may be big-time newsworthy, maybe not. It's only become an issue in the last 24 hours. It's been very quiet out there on the issue. Now, just listen to the names who are combined in all this, if this is a problem. Uh, Hillary and Bill Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, FBI Director James Comey, Comey's brother Peter Comey, the Lockheed Martin Law Firm, the bank, the British Bank HSBC, the German Bank Deutsche, the Deutsche Bank. Uh, it all has to do with FBI Director Comey's investigation of Hillary with regard to whether she committed a crime with the use of uh, the servers and everything else. And he said, well, she screwed up, she was negligent, but it was not criminal. Turns out now that Comey's being investigated, and what's coming out is a lot of conflicts of interest here, my God. And I support Hillary Clinton. But boy, some of the stuff, if it's true, is wild. Comey was a lawyer at Lockheed Martin. In 2010, he earned $6 million as a lawyer with them. Good pay. He became uh, FBI director in 2013. His brother is still there. The Clinton Foundation uses the law firm of Lockheed Martin for a lot of things. Lockheed Martin makes big contributions to the Clinton Foundation. Other clients of Lockheed Martin make big, we're talking million-dollar-plus contributions to the Clinton Foundation. And this thing's all intertwined. And Kumi's brother's involved. Kumi was there before, knows all the people. Uh, it's just strange. The whole thing is strange. Now, another strange thing regarding this information is the method by which the FBI investigated uh, Hillary Clinton. See, I'm, for, I'm, I'm knocking Clinton right now, my friends. I'm not supporting her because I think this is wrong if all this happened. And that is this. The FBI and their support staff who investigated Hillary Clinton recently with regard to the server, all right, before they went out and did their jobs, had to sign confidentiality agreements. They're FBI agents, but they had to sign confidentiality agreements that anything they discovered or became aware of, they would not reveal or they'd lose their jobs and their pensions, okay? This is the first time ever in the history of the Federal Bureau of Investigation that an FBI agent or support staff of the FBI has been required to sign a confidentiality agreement. And they had to do this prior to working on Hillary Clinton's investigation. Something is wrong. Something stinks in Denmark. I now I'm going to go to something that's really wrong. And this will shock your conscience. I'm saying it with a smile, but it does. This is the United States of America. A little girl named Annabelle Lockwood, 10 years old, 10 years old, Annabelle, Fountain Valley, California, okay? She decided she wanted to sell lemonade in front of her house, all right? And her father built her a... Out of some pieces of wood, he built her a stand so she could sit down behind and have the sign on there, lemonade, I don't know how much. And this young lady was selling homemade lemonade, okay, the classic or the pink. And between her and her mother, they even had flavors, peach, blueberry, and watermelon. Well, you're not going to believe this. The Orange County Authority shut her down. They said 10-year-old Annabelle 
with her makeshift little stand selling lemonade, and we see kids doing this all over America. I did it three or four times when I was a kid. And said she needed a permit and a license, and she had 30 days to get it. Well, here's the problem. Things cost money. And I don't know if this is something that requires regulation. But anyhow, the permit is $200. No big deal, okay? But in order to get the permit and the license, you first got to spend $3,500. And the reason is uh, the cart has to be upgraded to commercial standards, whatever that is, and it must pass inspection by whoever that is. It must be licensed. In order to get the license, this little 10-year-old girl had to have liability insurance, a business license, an hourly or monthly fee for use, commercial-grade dispensers, and bottles. Where's this little girl going to (laughs) go? I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, Where's this little girl going to go? I can't believe it. And that's what's happening out there. Now, there's another case that's that's ongoing right now, too, and this is in Portland, Portland. And I don't know what the little girl's name, but she's 11 years old. Her father has a farm. It was Christmas time. She wanted to sell mistletoe from the family farm at a holiday market. And the purpose of her selling the mistletoe was to help her dad because he just paid $5,000 for braces. 11-year-old girl, little girl, wants to help pay back dad for 5000 in braces. Commendable, okay? The authority says no. <laughs> She's only selling mistletoe. She's not even mixing something you're going to eat. They said you need a permit and you need a lease or concession agreement. And when the little girl complained, you know what they told her? Beg instead. She said, I don't have the money. They told her to beg. And this is still an ongoing litigation in Portland. Uh, we don't have enough to do chasing criminals. Uh, we drug dealers. we got to bother kids who are going out and doing something that America's been doing for over 100 years. I don't understand. I want to talk briefly about something that was an issue last night in the debate. Uh, and the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, TTIP, Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, TTIP. I'm against it. I've been against it from day one. I think it sucks. But here's what happened in Germany. you got to understand, Merkel, Angela Merkel, uh, she, she leads the German people, and she's been with this from day one. As is our Obama. I think Obama's wrong here, and I think that uh, Merkel's wrong. I think Donald Trump is correct. Hillary was for it. Now she's against it. Uh, I believe it was a political move, but I also believe she will stay opposed to it if she is elected. Be that as it may, 10 days ago in Germany, a week ago Saturday, 300,000 people took to the streets in seven German cities to express in protest, they demonstrated their opposition to TTIP. Uh, and the reason is this, and this is, we've been at this now for two or three years talking about this thing. Everything that could be written about it has been written. The problem is 
the American people aren't being given all the facts. You have to dig. Here's the situation. This organization is not really to promote trade. It's to increase corporate power so corporations can diminish the cost of their product, thereby increasing their profit, okay? Why? Because this agreement, which covers I don't know how many nations, all right, will weaken food safety laws, environmental legislation, banking res- uh, regulations, and also, as a result thereof, undermine sovereign powers, the sovereign powers of nations. Example, OSHA. You know, so the place you work is safe. Uh, somebody gets hurt in an OSHA, for violation of OSHA, let's say with a German company or a French company operating in the United States. Normally, that matter would be handled administratively uh, and then judicially, if necessary, in hearings with American judges. Got it? Administrative judges and then legal judges. No more if they pass this act, because anything that affects for example, the regulations, safety regulations, uh, smokestacks, uh, label your food, don't use bad stuff and in, in, in fertilizing your crops, it's a Monsanto thing, uh, reduce the banking regulations so money can be thrown around more freely by those on top, and what will happen? Your hearing will take place in Europe before a court, and they don't even call it a court, of three a hearing before three corporate representatives. Three corporations will will send someone out to hear this who is not a judge, and you know what the result's going to be as well as I do. No one's going to win. I've seen this happen in this country when certain regulations were passed. If you you were going to sue a stock company, uh, you could own. They passed the law. You could own. They put in the contract rather. You with the the company, the credit card company, you can only have an arbitration hearing. And when they set it up, you were screwed. Rarely did people win because you appointed one hearing officer, the credit card company another, and then the two had to decide in the third. The third was always one that was wanted by the credit card company, and you couldn't win. And we're not going to win here. And it's to, to diminish all rules and regulations that we fought for years for. And I'm not saying they're all correct. They need reworking. Uh, and to increase corporate power. All this bullshit, and this is what it is, it's bullshit, got started under Cheney when he was vice president. He wanted this big globe. They want one government. They want a global civilization. The major corporations want a global civilization. And you've got to be opposed to it. You cannot be for this be, be before in support of this. It is only going to hurt America further. Charlotte. We had another shooting. And of course, this was the shooting was what two weeks ago in Charlotte. But here's a little interesting item. We know that the city police chief mayor. Uh, did not want to give out some videos, and after two or three days, they finally released some videos of the shooting. And there are more videos, but they won't release them because they say the state police who are in charge of the investigation are reviewing the videos yet. 
Well, after two nights of rioting, and you saw the rioting on television, these people were on the verge of war. You saw how the police were dressed and protected. You saw the people in the streets. You saw fire. You heard gunshots. One of these days, one of these things isn't going to stop. It's going to keep going and wipe out a city and spread throughout a county or a state. People are pissed off. You can't, I'm going to say it, police cannot go out and shoot black people as they are. I appreciate the black, the police are getting shot now. Well, what did they expect? All right. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. You defecate on me, I'm going to defecate on you. That's the way of the world. So anyhow, there's all this rioting after two nights. And guess what happened? Gun sales on the third day, on the third day of, of the, after following the shooting, public gun sales, they sell guns in stores and they replace those like all over the world. Public gun sales, they sold all the guns just about in the city of Charlotte. There were no guns left to sell in Charlotte. Private people went out and bought guns to protect themselves, I assume, in case something bad, this thing was going to expand even further. Now, let me tell you about these videos, and this bothers me terribly. I, I, I'm, I'm, I call myself a political junkie. This to me is politics, too, and I enjoy all this stuff. I watch Morning Joe religiously every morning. I remember seeing on Morning Joe uh, the first videos. These were videos by the police they had. Some of these were videos taken by the police somehow, and it showed the body in the street. It showed pavement, and it showed a curb, and there was nothing between the body and the curb, all right? Video shows a police officer in a red shirt. My recollection is a red T-shirt, bending over and throwing something on the road between the body and the curb, and it was a gun. You know where this is going. It was a gun. That video has not been released. That video is with the state police so they can make a determination as to what occurred. I hope we hear about that video further. I'm sure we are, because, wow, if this happened the way I'm describing it, uh, bad. You can't do that. You, you, not only do you do wrong, then you cover your ass. Policeman, not right. Uh, where are we going here? Oh, Gallup poll. I believe the Gallup poll is a responsible organization, and most people uh, will accept what they say in numbers uh, because they've had a responsible reputation for the last 50 years. They came out with a result recently in this Gallup poll that said only 32% of the American people, I repeat, only 32% of the American people believe what or trust, trust what is in print and on TV media to tell the truth. In other words, newspapers, magazines, television, and radio, only 32% believe that what they say is truthful. Now, that is a very sad situation, very, very sad situation. I think this has happened because it's true. I don't believe it the media most of the time. I also believe this. They do not tell us all the news. Uh, I've written about this. I've written about it in my column. I've written about it in my blog, and I've mentioned it on this show in the past. 
that certain things have occurred in this country where we never hear about it because the, the orders come down from corporate headquarters that TV and the newspapers aren't to discuss this or share it with the American public. That ain't right. And the reason it's happening is because corporate conglomerates, global corporations, have taken over the radio stations, the television stations, the media. It used to be one time a TV station was run by a TV man, uh, the newspapers by newspaper people, etc., etc. Not that way today. Major corporations buy the media, TV, radio, newspapers, and operate them. Comcast owns NBC. I can't say, you know, Comcast is a TV operation. They bought NBC. But you see it happen through Comcast, as well as other major corporations. Watching Morning Joe, I have seen instances where they discuss this morning an issue. And then tomorrow, when I wait, I await what's the next step, the next news on that issue, it's not there. They never talk about it again. And that's what I'm complaining about. Uh, We don't have a free press in this country, and I think it's necessary. Uh, It's one of the things that keeps your your country free and alive. We don't have a free press. And this is what's going on, and I can understand why only 32% of the American people uh, trust the American media. You know, uh, you got it, and I can see why uh, Joe Scarborough and the other people, they have to dance to the tune of those who pay them. I mean, these guys, these people make big money on television and so forth. What's the old saying? He who pays the fiddler calls the tune. Well, that's what's happening here. And it's wrong. We must have a press that tells us everything. The bumblebee. The bumblebee. The bumblebee. Uh I've been bitten about three times in my life. If you've ever been bit by a bumblebee, you know you've been bitten. Uh, in any event, uh, we've, we're having trouble with the bumblebees. Uh, they are a diminishing breed. There are fewer and fewer of them in this country, especially in the last 10 years. So much so that it has been proposed that the bee, the bumblebee, there's 40 different varieties of bumblebees, that the bumblebee uh, be declared by the United States and given endangered species data. So nobody can kill a bumblebee. All right, now you say, what do you mean you can't kill a bumblebee? We need bumblebees. Don't forget, they pollinate our food. You know, they they just don't make honey. They'll take something from something that's growing over here and go to some other field and drop in some other thing that's growing, and that some other thing needs what they just brought over. They pollinate for us. They help us grow our food. Well, in the last 10 years, as I uh, said, uh, we've got less and less bumblebees. And it's happening because of stupid things, too. Which brings us now to South Carolina and Zika and mosquitoes. This country has gone crazy over Zika. It started in January. I'm in Key West. We're having, we've only had four cases in, in the Florida Keys. They all came from people who traveled outside the country. We have no epidemic here. Uh, I'm in in the Keys, Florida Keys, 140 miles long. And uh, now they want to do all this crazy testing. They're going to take male mosquitoes and inject them, male mosquitoes, and inject them some kind of chemicals so that when they have sex with the female, 
the offspring of the female will die immediately because of whatever was in the sperm of the male. And this will only be for that, I think there's one or two mosquitoes that cause Zika. Well, they tried. There's all, all kinds of companies out there, international companies, that are going to make it big because they have come up with the solution for Zika. So they tasted in a, in a hurry to test this stuff. I get upset with this, and you'll see why. They tested Zika, uh, this um, a mosquito eradication effort, whatever it involved. They did something. They sprayed something recently, this month in South Carolina, and guess what? It didn't kill the mosquitoes. <laughs> I'm laughing. The, the, the stupidity of all this, it didn't kill the mosquitoes, but it killed off millions of bees. You hear me? Millions of bees died. And this, this, this stuff they, they, they're using, it's not the stuff they want to use here in Key West. you got all these upstart companies that are going to become millionaires if they get it right. It killed off millions of bees, but then not killed off the Zika-causing mosquitoes. Uh, we've got to watch what we do. We're stumbling over our own feet. I want to talk quickly about something that I think is going to be very important here. Let's talk about France first. France is testing driverless buses. I'm, I'm talking in the next few minutes about driverless vehicles. Uh, this past weekend, Lion in France, they're doing a year-long experiment. It's a first. They're going to have minibuses operating in Lion, 15 passenger minibuses, driverless, no driver, at top speed 20 miles an hour. Uh, we're not doing this in Detroit. We're doing it, but we're still experimenting in the labs. We had a bus out on the street about a year ago. It had an accident. We're back in the factory. France is ahead of us. Now let's go to Israel. Israel announced that it now has autonomous vehicles, driverless vehicles, that have machine guns on them that operate without an operator, okay? And they'll be on the Gaza Strip beginning the first of the year. Now, the Gaza Strip is between them and Palestine. And the reason they're going to have these driverless vehicles with machine guns to kill the people who are trying to get into Israel to do bad things. And the reason they're using this is so they're Troops, the lives of Israeli troops will not be at stake. Israel is way ahead of us with driverless vehicles. Which brings me now to self-driving trucks, the tractor-trailers on the highway. Tractor-trailer drivers are one of the last vestiges of middle-class America. Drivers of tractor-trailers, those big vehicles, make big dollars, seventy, eighty, dollars $100,000 a year. They can still send their kids to college, pay off the mortgage, take big vacations, have new cars, because they're making money. They make big money. Well, it was reported that we're going to have driverless trucks in this country on our roads in 10 years. I say in five to six, because this thing's moving too fast in Europe. It'll, it'll be here in, in five or six years. And uh, that means that they're going to save money. Look at all the money the people who own these tractor trailers, these corporations are going to save. They don't have to pay anyone to drive them. And then these guys who are middle class in this country will no longer be middle class. They're going to be like everyone else, part of the 1%. 
the purpose I'm raising, the reason I'm raising this is very simple. We know it's coming. We never seem to plan for bad things we know are coming. Knowing that there's a, it's out there, so you understand where I'm coming from. There are 1.7 million tractor-trailer drivers in this country, 1.7 million drivers of taxis, buses, and delivery vehicles, which will be self-operated, and in the construction field, there's 4.1 million drivers of dump trucks and everything else. Most of those people are going to be out of jobs. What are we going to do? We've got, it's, we know it's coming. We should start deciding now what type of business is going to replace that business and how these people, these drivers, can be trained and retrained so we don't have the problems that have occurred in the past where something came in new to replace the old. And we're not going to do it. We never do it. But this is what we should do. We know this is coming, and it involves big numbers of people. That is the show for this week. I hope you have enjoyed. Uh, I love doing this show, and as I keep saying, the last few weeks, uh, the last few months, rather, my numbers are going crazy. Uh, They're getting bigger every week, and I thank you for listening. I know most of you listen to the archived versions. So anytime during the week on Block Talk Radio, YouTube, and it's also linked to my Key West Lou website. I do a blog every morning at 7 o'clock. It's, it's printed by 11 uh, on keywestlou.com. It's my life in Key West. If I went out and had a few drinks, I had dinner, I took a woman out, I went swimming in the ocean, or if I don't like something that's happening politically, nationally, internationally, I talk about it there, too. Sure, you can read it in less than 30 seconds. Read my blog. You will enjoy it. Daily blog, keywestlou.com. You read it three days in a row. I guarantee you'll read it uh, forever. Thank you again for joining me. I look forward to being with you next week.